This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, welcome. Chris Atterbury live on our network headquarters here at Target Field. It's another edition of the Twins Hot Stove Show as the uh, stove remains fairly cool. Uh, but baseball is just around the corner, literally, as we will have pitchers and catchers, uh, a little meet and greet coming up next week as uh, camps will open in both the Grapefruit League and the Cactus League. We've got a lot to talk about over the course of the next half hour. We'll catch up with Byron Buxton and figure out kind of what he's up to in the last couple of weeks before he reports with the rest of the position players. And we're going to kick things off with Chief Baseball Officer, fresh off Radio Row at the Super Bowl. That, of course, is long-suffering three days suffering Patriots fan Derek Falvey. So, Derek, first and foremost, I hope you're okay. You fled town awfully quickly in the wake of the Patriots' defeat. <laughs> quite quite all right. I, I, I would say I was uh, very happy for the uh, that Eagles contingent there at the, around the game. They, they seemed quite happy about it. So it was, uh, it was a tough loss for the Patriots, but they've had some good runs of late. Have you ever been around the, that Super Bowl atmosphere at all? Because it's pretty mind-blowing. It, it really is. It, it's hard to describe, uh, as everyone in the – Twin City saw over the last few days. It was, it was a remarkable experience, both downtown, over at Radio Row, at the Mall of America, and a number of other places across across the region. They really, it's really a special event, and I, I commend the NFL for what they've done. All right, well, let's get to what you guys are working with because there has not been a dull moment for the Twins or really across all of baseball. Let's start with the news coming out about Irvin Santana. Uh, Irvin Santana is going to miss spring training, had surgery on that middle finger. What's kind of the timeline on this? Uh, and as is always the case, whether it's before the season starts or in the middle of a pennant chase, uh, do you see this organizationally simply as an opportunity for somebody else to uh, to step up and show what they can do? Certainly. I, I think to, to address the, the big point here, we were, were glad that Irvin reported the soreness he was feeling you know, soon as he started his bullpen. So something that he's dealt with at different junctures, but uh, we're fortunate that we caught it when we did and we feel like we can we can knock this out. It, it will impact spring training and the start of the year, but our hope is that 10 to 12 weeks from now he's back to full form pitching in major league games, and you know, that would line up uh, pretty well for, for April, which is a unique schedule around our off days uh, to get him back in our rotation. So difficult for sure, but we continue to work free agency or trades or otherwise to find ways to augment that staff. But to your last point, getting guys to step up is is key in any given season. And I think all all our guys feel that now to fill in for Irvin's uh, missing presence there the first couple of weeks of the season. Now, one of those guys might be Kyle Gibson. Uh, You guys uh, are still, are you still in an arbitration situation? Has there been a hearing? Is there going to be a hearing? Is Daniel Adler putting on his judge's robe and his big curly white hat at some point? (laughs) You know, I I wouldn't go quite that far, but I, I will say that, you know, through this process, as, as we've seen of late, there have been some rulings on, on hearings. Uh, we've not yet had ours, but uh, we, we recognize this is just part of the business. You know, really nothing specific to Kyle or, or to, to our view of, of anything about him. 
sometimes the best way to settle the, the, the disagreement around the salary number uh, is to go through the art process. And I, I know that Kyle understands that. I know we understand it. It'll be professionally handled, and, and we'll deal with the results of that in, in the coming coming weeks. Well, you speak about business. The, the hot topic, obviously, right now is that there's been some pretty ugly volleys back and forth between the commissioner's office, some agents, sometimes the players' union getting roped into that as well. You know, you find yourself in a unique position. You work, obviously, for an owner. The commissioner speaks for the owner, works for the owners. But you work hand-in-hand with players, and the players obviously have their representation as well. I feel as if you're kind of in this awkward middle ground of some sort. How do you navigate that tightrope when things get a little testy like this? You know, I think it's always about relationships. It's always about building them. Going back a year when we first joined here, and I got a chance to, to, to meet some of our players and understand the dynamics, that won't change. What I'm focused on is how do we make the Minnesota Twins the best team they can be. And, and we did that this free agent season, certainly, with a few relievers that we felt will make an impact with Michael Pineda moving forward to add to our, our group of a, uh, the bulk of a team that was here last year. So we feel like we're focused on the things we can control. A lot of those big-picture industry-wide elements, I, I think that – you know, I, I try not to focus too much on what goes on there because I want I want to control what we can with the Minnesota Twins. Speaking of the Minnesota Twins, and you mentioned Pineda, not, not a guy who's probably going to be ready, certainly right out of the gate. Another arm coming off injury is Trevor May. Where is mm-hmm. he? What will his routine look like in spring training? And when would you anticipate he would have a chance to impact your club? Hey, well, it's a great he's, – he's in a great position. We saw him at, at Twins Fest, and he feels good. His throwing feels good. The rehab has gone – according to plan, uh, and then some. He's done a great job keeping his body in shape. So it's our hope that uh, he would be available for game activity, maybe at the major league level by late May, uh, potentially early June, uh, depending on whether that's you know, in the rotation out of the bullpen or otherwise. We'll be flexible there, but uh, we want to prepare him as a starter. We want to give him the opportunity to impact us. He was on a really great track last year. We felt like he was making progress. The unfortunate injury occurred. But we're excited about what he can add to us and bolster our staff as we get into the late portion of the spring. And speaking of uh, kind of unknowns, Miguel Sano, unknown on a couple of levels, hopefully more known on the health level right now. So let's start with that. Where is he health-wise, and how does his timetable project heading towards a report date? And then the other side, obviously, is has MLB communicated to you where they are in terms of uh, his investigation and any potential sort of fallout? Well, I think you identified it. We're, we're looking at this in two ways, and it's really twofold. We have uh, we have to focus on what we can control around his rehab, and we've been very happy with that. Uh, Tony Leo and Masa Abe and the group that's spent time with him feels like the uh, the leg injury is responding very well. So we're, we're very happy with the progress we're seeing there. He continues to get his conditioning up now that he's been uh, fully active and moving around. He's been at our facility in Fort Myers. He's been at our facility in the Dominican during different junctures. So we feel very happy about uh, the work that he's doing to put himself in a position to be uh, to be ready to go. With respect to the other situation and and the investigation, uh, this remains in Major League Baseball's hands, and uh, certainly as part of the joint agreement with the union and Major League Baseball, they work through an investigative process and will give us those details at at, at some future date. And uh, we're awaiting those at this point, and, and we'll address that when it when it comes to the end. Well, you've got pitchers and catchers rolling in, and the position players will follow officially shortly thereafter. Most will actually be in camp recently 13 non-roster guys announced as uh, attendees a lot fewer bodies in that clubhouse than the last couple of years uh and you guys are in an interesting spot 
because you have a lot of returning players. So while you always want competition in camp, it's not necessarily going to be a camp where every day we're wondering, you know, what that ideal opening day lineup would look like in terms of position players. How do you balance that in terms of we want it competitive, but we kind of know who our horses are? Well, I, I think you go into every camp, every year is a little different. As you mentioned, some years you have a lot of competition in a few different spots. Some years you have, by and large, a lot of the position player group coming back. And we've been fortunate in that in that case this year. We, we've added some new faces on the pitching side, and those guys will certainly come in and, and stabilize the back of our bullpen. But there, there will be competition, no question. I, I think we'll look at we'll look at camp through and through. The, the reality is that something you touched on earlier around free agency is that there are a number of players that are still unsigned. And so I think uh, camps across Major League Baseball may be a little bit smaller in terms of uh, total invites relative to what it could have been in years past. But I, I anticipate we'll still see an influx of more names, uh, whether it's right at the outset of camp or, or soon after. Is there a new comfort level for you being in Fort Myers this year, having had the full off season and, and all of last year under your belt, kind of just getting there, kind of understanding even just the logistics of things? Oh, no question. I, I can think of you know, a year ago just drinking from a fire hose, independent <laughs> of the baseball, trying to figure out who the faces were and the names. That's really important to me. And wanted to make sure I knew all the staff down here and otherwise. It, it just takes time for those things. Uh, you can't speed that up. So, uh, I've been very fortunate. There's some great people down here in Fort Myers to support Twins Baseball, and uh, it's good to see them again and, and get started on a new spring. Now, one of the dynamics that will be a little different this year, Derek Shelton going to be kind of running camp, but there's always an interesting uh, you know, feel to a camp based on who's running it. There's going to be a lot of the same. There's going to be some of the new. It's kind of a neat balance between experience and kind of some fresh new ideas who've been other places as we head into 2018. No question. I, I think you know, by and large it, it is important to note, though, that uh, Paul Molitor as a manager is still very heavily involved in the planning of camp and what that looks like. I will say Derek brings with him some experiences both from uh, Toronto and Tampa in his last two stops that have done some things creatively around camp. And I, I know Paul and Derek have had a lot of conversations about ways we can do things a little bit differently and ways we're going to do things very similarly. So the focus on defense, the focus on attention to detail, I know that's going to be important to Paul. That won't change. But uh, what we do through the course of the spring, hopefully it's it's fresh and new and, and the players respond and get a lot out of it. Derek, I'm just happy you're using a water glass and not a fire hose. I think that's a good place to start. Uh, have fun. You. Enjoy the sunshine and uh, looking forward to getting some guys out on the field in uniform here in the next uh, couple of days. Great, Chris. Thanks Thanks for having me. All right, that's Derek Falvey, Chief Baseball Officer. We're going to hear from Byron Buxton, one of those players who will be uh, joining Derek in Fort Myers in the next couple of days. That's coming up. It's the Twins Hot Stove Show right here on your home for Twins Baseball. This is the Treasure Island Baseball Network. And the next pitch is lined to left center field. Byron to his right, running, diving, and makes a spectacular catch. Buxton spun around racing, diving, and he made the catch. He made a spectacular, lunging, tumbling, driving catch in center field. That ball's well-stroked center field, long run. Buxton still tracking on the track, jumps up, makes the catch. A spectacular catch by Buxton, and even the crowd here at Progressive Field are on their feet. Yeah, spectacular seems to be the operative word. Byron Buxton now joins us in the flesh from his home in Georgia. And, Byron, boy, I tell you what, I hear each of those calls, and I can see in my head the catches and where we were, remember the situations. Is that the case for you? You've made so many big catches. When you hear a highlight, do you instantly go back in time to that moment? I do. It's always that that moment where you... You can go back and look at what you 
what you've done so far in this game. And, you know, I could also take a lot from, from what I did last year to help me build off of last year as well. So, you know, I look at a lot of highlights of myself to also give me an edge for, for the following year to help me out of what I need to work on the following offseason. Well, let's talk a little bit about the following year because, lo and behold, it's it's upon us. You'll be in Florida very soon. The pitchers report next week along with the catchers. We had a chance to spend some time together over Twins Fest, and the theme seems to be, coming from your standpoint, unfinished business. And uh, you seem keenly aware of the fact that whatever happened last year, nothing is promised in 2018. Would you say it's your sense that the entire squad feels that way? It is, you know, we could all feel that sense in, in Twins Fest. You know, we, we all talked about last year, but we all know that we still, still hungry. You know, last year we got a little bit of taste of what the playoffs felt like. And, you know, it's, it's something that's, that's still in our head and, and something we haven't forgot. So, you know, we, we just want to go out there and, and keep building off of what we did last year. We had a lot of great team chemistry together and we went out there and, and played hard every day. Byron Buxton is our guest. He was the defensive player of the year, and deservedly so, a year ago. And as we talk, I know you're sitting in the batting cages at your home, and you can hit in the off season. How do you work on defense in the off season? Because it's more than just natural ability, what you're able to do on the defensive side of the ball. Are there drills that you go through, or is it more about just physically being ready and then the technique work comes when you get to Florida? It's more of me doing it myself. You know, I come to the high school before the high school team gets out here, and, you know, I get on the line and, and just work on my drop steps. I work on my crossover steps. You know, it's, it's stuff like that, the little things that you can work on yourself to, to try to better yourself. You know, my dad wants to get off of work. He he takes time to come out here. If they ain't my coaches or some of the players are not here to hit some fly balls and ground balls to me, my dad comes out here and, and he'll do it for me. So, you know, i got to got to – Blessed and thankful way of me training and, and getting my work in here. So you're saying your pops is the one hitting you fungos. He hits a mean fungo? Yeah, he, he don't take no pity on me. <laughs> he, 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 seems, he seems like he's from the pitchers man, the home plate. Always can. <laughs> That's outstanding. Now, I know that your dad's got more in his mind than fungos because uh, you found out a little secret about your old man this off season, and lo and behold, he's going to be in the cockpit. I don't know if that's the right word. The cockpit of a drag racing truck here in the next week. Is that is that right? Supposedly, you know, I got a, a great friend as well. He's got a drag truck as well. It's a, a big race coming up in that Austin, Georgia, just about two hours away from here. That it's fun. You know, I've never been. Considering I just found out my dad, you know, likes drag racing, but. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, seeing, seeing him go out there for a day to him and my friend and just enjoying the day before I head down. Oh, that's going to be a whole lot of fun for the whole family. Now, speaking of family, have you had a chance to race your brother yet? I haven't, but he is. He's dodging he you. Actually, just, he just got in. No, he just got in town. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, um, so i got to let him warm up for a couple <laughs> of days and see see how his body feels. I'm cutting him. I'm in full, full season form at the moment. So that's that's perfect. It sets up well for you then. Big brother comes in. Oh. He's been on active duty, and you are in prime shape, ready to go. So I say you should race him like tonight. Oh, he ain't gonna have that. <laughs> I tried that the past two years. He he, he ain't having that. <laughs> 
<laughs> Byron, I know you're eager to get down to Florida with your family and get back with your teammates. Uh, going to be a little different feeling camp this year because when you look at the recently released list of, of non-roster invitees, last couple of years, over 60 players in camp. This year, going to be a little slimmer number than in, in the past couple of seasons. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's all about getting us prepared and, and getting us ready. for. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get going, like you said, and, and get down there and see the guys and start competing. You know, I, I've been talking to quite a few guys over the offseason, and we all got the same mindset, you know, just get down there, have good at-bats, have quality at-bats, compete, play good defense, and, you know, just go from there. You know, try not to overthink too much and, and just go out there and play baseball. How much do you as a current player uh, getting ready to get to work – concentrate, think about, look at the news in terms of this log jam of players who are still unsigned or without teams? Um, it's pretty crazy, you know. It's, it's uh, quite a bit of guys that you would expect to be signed already. But, you know, I, I try not to, to look at it that way. I try to, you know, focus on focus on us, focus on the Twins, and, and, and focus on preparing myself for the year. You know, whatever happens throughout the, the rest of the offseason or the next couple of weeks or whatnot, uh, that that goes forward, but now it's it's, it's close enough for off season. You got to just prepare yourself, prepare your mind, and, and get ready to go. You know the season's here, and, and it's time to battle. Obviously, tough news on Irvin Santana. Going to miss the start of the year in spring training with the recent finger surgery. Have you had a chance to to catch up with Irv or exchange uh, messages with him as you guys head into spring training? With now obviously an opportunity for somebody else to to fill in that void. I haven't yet. Um, I actually was going to call him. Within the next few days, I didn't really want to bother him, knowing he, he had just had it. You know, I didn't didn't want to be in the way, so I gave gonna give him a couple more days and gonna see how he's feeling and, and check on him and things like that. All right, Byron Buxton's our guest. We're gonna step aside when we come back on the Hot Stove Show. Though we're gonna hear more from Byron in a bit. He's gonna take three cuts with us right here on your home for Twins baseball. You're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Welcome back to the Hot Stove Show. It's our final segment. Uh, kind enough uh, to join us from a very wet Georgia is Byron Buxton, and he's going to take three cuts with us uh, in the cage today because it's a little too wet outside. I want to thank Derek Falvey, who stopped by earlier as well. And, Byron, I'm going to start, I'm going to start with the, the toughest question, the, the touchiest subject, uh, and my question is, what could your Georgia Bulldogs have done differently to uh, hold up the big trophy this year? Ah, man. Oh. <laughs> man, that's tough. That's tough. It, it was tough, but I guess win it. You know, I mean, it was there for the taking. The long run. Yeah, it was. You know, we we got a lot to build off of. You know, we we're a good team. We're a young team, and where we we got some guys that's coming in and gonna change a lot. So you know, we're very anxious to. Well, I'm very anxious to see and, and go to Athens quite a bit next year and. And see them go back. They see them right back where they were a year ago. They're not going to go away. A big Georgia Bulldog no. fan, Byron Buxton, and a guy who would have been uh, roaming the, the secondary, knocking some, some people over had he not been in a Minnesota Twins uniform. All right, my second question for you. You're at home in Georgia, tight-knit community. Your family's around you. You'll be heading in the next week down to Florida. What is the one thing before you leave uh, actually for for the season? Is there one thing you need to do? Is there a, a, a run you need to take, a restaurant you need to hit, a person you need to see uh, to say your goodbyes that you just yeah, you can only do in Baxley before you take off? Um, so just uh, 
third, fourth year maybe. I missed it last year because it started a little bit early. But uh, my high school team and I host this hit-a-thon every year. So I go out and take BP, and the baseball team comes out and take BP with me. And, you know, we just have the community just come over and, and hang out with us, um, grill out, and, and things like that. So that's probably the biggest thing for me is – you know, everybody coming out here and just enjoying the day. And that would be this Saturday, a matter of fact. Well, that's a fantastic way to kind of uh, ring out the off season and ring in the uh, the business time of the year for you as you head down uh, to Fort Myers. And when you get to Fort Myers, here's uh, the third and final question here on Three Cuts with Byron Buxton. Uh, what is the first thing you do? When you get to the complex, is there someone you'll go see? Do you like to get your locker set up? Is there? Uh, do you have a routine when you report for camp? First thing I do when I report to camp, bring my bags in, sit my bag by my locker, go to the manager's office, um, talk to him, go meet the rest of the coaches. Then I just go around the clubhouse and, and meet everybody. You know, it's, it's guys there that you haven't seen all off season or haven't met and. You know, I just want them to know who I am, and I want to know who they are. So, you know, I just go around and try to meet everybody and, and get a get a feeling and get get used to them. You know, and, and lighten the vibe up a little bit. I like to have a lot of fun, and our clubhouse is a lot of fun. So, you know, we we got to keep that vibe going and, and stay positive like we did last year. Buck, it's amazing because it seems like just a blink ago you were a teenager in that clubhouse for the first time, and you were just sitting quietly by your locker, and guys were coming up to you, and now, lo and behold, you're the guy going around as the greeting committee. Uh, no, it, it, it takes time, you know. I, I talked to Corey, talked to Brian, talked to Joe, you know. And I, I just talked to a lot of veteran guys to, to try to help me out to, to become that that leader of the clubhouse, to become a better leader, to become that, that great clubhouse guy. And, you know, those guys are, are great role models for me and, and somebody I look up to. So, you know, I, I talked to them and asked them as many questions as I can about, you know, how can I be a better teammate and, and how can I also better my game. Now, Byron, it's working. We look forward to seeing you racing around in that Florida sunshine. Enjoy that cookout with the high schoolers and all of your community before you do so. And good luck to your dad, by the way, when he gets behind the wheel next week. All right, thank you. Hi, that's Byron Buxton. This is the Twins Hot Stove Show. We're back again next week as pitchers and catchers report right here on your home for Twins Baseball. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.